Blog Talk Radio. And one welcome, welcome to our wondrous world. This world of so many wonders. This is Helena Steiner Hornstein speaking to you from Florida. So, um, and talking about wonders, I feel I'm a woman of so many wonders. I hope you can see how I'm smiling. So I say, yes, I am. And so are you. Not necessarily a woman. You might be a man or you might be a girl or a boy. But you are. And you are so full of wonders. Because within each one of us, there is a sparkle of shiny light and talent and imagination and ability how to use this shiny talent of yours. Feel and experience and start practicing your talent, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be the greatest of all things in front of others. It could be something just for you to make you happy. And when you have something that makes you happy, you will begin to shine and people will want to come to you. So bring out the best of you. I get so many questions. How did you start? And I know that always people who are listening to the show who have no idea who I am. They just see the name and they Google it probably and they see this and that and they say, oh, she's written a book. Oh, she's written several books. And one has been a bestseller and she's award-winning. And Well, it's true. However, I have other qualities too, except for writing books. You know, I am I'm regarded or considered a very good healing coach. It's more into the coaching now than the actual healing, the way it used to be. Because somehow they go together. If something is wrong within you, you don't feel you are moving forward. You usually have something in your physical self that is off balance. And that has started to create the condition. Most of our conditions that we have have been caused through some kind of stress. Anyway, so I didn't know I could actually heal people. But I always had some kind of strange quality about me. <laughs> At least that's what other people said. And that was how I could see somehow through people. I had a, an X-ray vision of people. I could see what I perceived as symbols inside of people. Nowadays, I know those symbols represent, you know, the liver and the pancreas and the spleen and whatever all our organs are. And the heart, that is the symbol. Actually, always came out as a heart, you know, the way we look at the heart, as a, you know, as a tapping of the heart. Otherwise, I just saw energies also around people. I saw pictures. And those pictures that I saw about people were, uh, usually past lives that influence them. And then I realized we all have a place in our brain and I looked at it as a place where you put in a cassette of memory and it's on the left side of the brain, lower brain. Uh, and that's why I see that video or, or pictures. And that will also influence how your world looks today. So we are very complex. Oh, yes, and then after all this rays coming out of people. I still see all those things. Now I know what it's all about. And now I work professionally with these conditions. And people call me healer. I have never called myself a healer. I always say other people call me that. And that is the truth. So if someone outside says, oh, she's a self-appointed healer, because people like to be mean. Okay. It's funny how it makes some people happy. So they call this a self-appointed healer. No, I'm not. And the people have put me in that place. And I was even regarded, even ranked, one of the four top psychic healers in the world at one point. And, of course, that drove some people mad, so they didn't like to see that. 
you know, it's funny how how you cannot win the world when you want to help people, but this is what I'm out to do. It gives me great pleasure to help anyone out there. And I even had people call me up quite often and say, thank you for being you. Thank you for helping me. Without you, I wouldn't have been where I am today. Without you, I would have been dead. Without you, I wouldn't have had the family. Without you, and I hear this all the time, and it makes me really, really happy and that I can help people because this is what is in my chart. And now I have people, you know, ask me, and I get questions all the time, uh, which, and I always try to ask them. But there was, and I see if I can find this question here, wherever, you know, I copy them and I print them out and then I see if I, or I just put them here. Oh, yes, here. And that is from the man. I didn't put his name down. But he says here, my girlfriend has joined a new age group. And she talks about karma and dharma and alpha and beta and all that. What is it? You know, I wonder that too many ways. Why do we have to give names to everything? And that is, of course, because we live in a male-oriented society. We are logical. We have to tune in to facts and to logic. And that is how the male society has created us or formed us to be. We were not created to be that way. We are spiritual beings who are living a a human experience. But anyway, I have had friends who have kind kind of juggled all those words around, and I didn't care because who cares? You know, alpha, beta, and all those things. That is the conditions or the levels you go through when you meditate how deep you are and how how uh, wide you widely you can spread out within that depth of yours. I don't care. As little as I care when I take the elevator and want to go to the seventh floor, I don't care about floors five, six and so on before that one because I'm going to the seventh floor. And that is how it is in my so called meditation. And they are really, really powerful because they are not really meditation. They are a voyage. They are traveling. They are a journey through your subconscious mind. And some people go directly into that place. Others need a little bit more time, but that is their journey. So if I lead the meditation, I just go down, 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 further and further into that secret place within all of us where we can reach your ultimate self. And now you will find your way down there, maybe in one second, maybe in five seconds. It does not matter because we will still all end up there if you really, really have the desire. Now, karma. Sometimes I brought up karma because others do, and I've had I've brought it up on some shows, I think, and I always said, well, get over it. This is something we came to in this world. We had certain memories and certain things that happened to us in the past and certain actions that we did perform in the past lifetime, and now the residues of that, if it was good or bad, might still live with you. And if those residues from your karma, of your karma, are not so good, get over it. Because it doesn't say you have to be punished and live all through that again in this lifetime. You have a so-called bad karma, and you did because you did so-called bad things in the past lifetime. Now is the time to do good. 
And I tell you, there will be a lot of people out there from this lifetime in politics and in wars and so on who will have to live through a terrible karma in this world, I tell you. (laughs) Because everything goes back to your consciousness. How is your consciousness? Is it a consciousness of honor, of truth, or is it a consciousness of greed, of control, of having it good? Actually, I like to have it good, too. I love having it good. I even love money, and I need money. I love it because of what we can do with it. And in this world, to do good, I have to have money to keep up with everything. So... It's just talks of money doesn't matter. It matters, but you shouldn't make it make it the main factor in your life. You shouldn't take power over others because of money. You shouldn't kind of satisfy greed because of money. You know, greed is a not so good quality. And when you come with that quality into this world, this is your karma. The point is, get over it. Start to share what you have. Start to do good with your money that you have now. So karma means move on. Dharma, we don't hear much about dharma. And that is uh, how you can serve society, how you can serve humanity. This is what I'm doing now, and I do that with pleasure. I love to do it. I didn't want to do it in the beginning. I tell you, I was wondering what are people going to say. My goodness, this is weird. But then that was what in my soul, in my heart, I just had to do it. And I'm amazed at times. I wonder, sometimes I feel I can live forever. You know, I feel so strong and powerful. And then I get so saddened when I see friends are just disappearing and dying because of sickness. However, they don't want to use the methods of the light. So they choose the conventional methods and they leave this earth. And I'm always sad to see them go. So, uh, But anyway, so Dharma is about living your life now your purpose in life, and to realize you may have a unique talent and how you can express that one for your own happy good and to make others happy. I have this in my, I know uh, I have a CD that is actually quite exceptional called To Make Your Wish, To Make a Wish Come True. And it's very good to just play in the room all the time to get rid of energy. But I remember one of the spots from that CD, and it's meditation, a channel meditation CD, says, this is my wish to make my good, my life good, and also the life of others a good life. Because that is for everyone now. And that is how it can grow. It's like having a good, good product. Some inventor came up with a fantastic product, and now everyone likes it. Well, it's good for the inventors. It's also good for everyone out there. So if you can serve in a good way and discover your true self, your higher self, your spiritual self, that is what it's all about. That is the crown of our life, to discover our true self, that good about you. But when you see people live just with the thought of wanting to have power, and they do that through degree, that is not how your light will shine. And all dictators out there through history, they have never gone to live a long life. Start to study history. I hated history when I went to, went to school. It was the worst thing I knew. Why? Because it only talked about greed and power and wars and then treaties, wars, you know, treaties and peace treaties and 
how they now got together again for peace. And then they had a war two, three years later again. You cannot reach peace within you, within the country or within anything unless you have peace within you first. Peace is to allow the light to shine. It seems many times it is to allow the darkness to shine. No, allow your light to shine. This is the number one rule in our life. So that is now the title of today. Two words that can really make your life hard to live. Not only you will not move forward, you will also not be well. It's hard to get well when you always say these words. And what are those words? Oh, yes. Shall I give a big, you know, big, uh, um, how should I say, sound here? Maybe here. <coughs> the big sound was not that good. I have to lift up. Yes. The big thing, the big two words, you should not use that much, except for when it's really very good for that particular moment. The words are, yes, but. You have no idea how much I hear that word. Just about with every person. Well, sometimes people say it and they're absolutely right. You know, if I say go out and jump out the window and fly, they say, yes, but I'm a human, I cannot fly. I say, yes, you're excused. Of course, we have to use yes, but the good times. Sometimes people say, and I have to say, but sometimes people say, but as soon as I say something that is a really good idea, Yes, but, and so often I say, keep, you keep on saying, yes, but I'm so sick. And then the answer again, yes, but I am. Why don't you change it? And instead of yes, but, say, yes, and I'm willing now to get rid of that sickness. Start to say yes, and it's so important, please make a note of it, as I always say. Make a note of it. Instead of yes, but. And I can assure you, even when you think about your condition, you sometimes think, yes, but, you know, I have children. Oh, yes, but I have a husband. Yes, but I live in a country. I cannot make any money for myself. Say something like, Yes, and I have a husband, and he can help me maybe. Oh, yes, and I have children. That's really nice. I will kind of use them as kind of a uh, feedback when I have my new ideas. Oh, yes, yes, and I live in the country. Oh, that's so good. Now I can stay healthy and surrounded by nature. Look at everything the other way. And this is not what I hear. Oh, yes, but I have to be on this drug. Oh, yes, but I live in, in, in New York, and it's so hard in New York to, to find healthy living. And you go on. I would say, oh, yes, and I live in New York. Here you have all the opportunities in the world to find new ways to get well, and so on. So this is the best way of getting rid of that hidden saboteur within you. Because when you keep on saying yes, but you keep on creating a problem and an obstacle for yourself. You're making up an excuse. And you're looking for more excuses. Because you have fallen into a hole of yes, but. And it's hard to get out of that. And you have made it maybe your comfort zone. 
It's good to be in that little hole where you sit with your ideas or medications or drugs, you know, maybe legal or illegal or illegal. Or also if you sit with a spouse that abuses you, well, you still have that little hole of comfort and you dare not go out of that because, my God, it's windy out there. I might have to find new ideas. I might have to work at this very, very hard. It is hard to to start a new life. I've had three marriages because you know behind me, and the first one my husband was killed in a car accident. The second one my husband was caught. You know he was killed in the car accident. It was happening a little bit afterwards, but it was the car accident. And then the third one, well. I joke sometimes to say, well, he wouldn't drive the car, but that's not what I want to say. It, it is he, I had to say, I had to leave him. There was a problem. He and I had totally different philosophies, and he was a very, very heavy drinker, and I'm not. I never have been, and it's just not in my DNA to be so, although I love the drink here and there or when I feel like it. So we had big and huge differences. And I stayed, yes, because we had a child that, that I felt, yes, God, I have to stay because of the child. And that was a good reason, I felt, for me at the time. But as soon as that child turned into a different age, there was no more yes, but except for God, this is such an exclusive and luxury life. I love to stay here. But no, I say, but I had to move on. I had to develop that, whatever it was within me. And that was what turned me into a healer. It was a long, long process. People ask me, would you do this again, you know, to leave that marriage? And I just say, I'm not sure I would. <laughs> it was really hard at that time. Because, you know, to start off going into spiritual healing. And I just follow something. You know, I was driven to do it. I couldn't help it. It was my mission in life. I had to leave my big time social life and go out and do good this way. And I started to do it for free first. But that didn't work because people have to make a commitment. If you give people something for free, they don't appreciate them. They don't appreciate that gift they have been given. There was a very famous violinist, uh, concert violinist, who went into the subways, I think in London, and started to play. And he played beautiful music. And no one actually stopped until one or two people did. And they must have known who understood pretty, you know, good music. And once they said, more people started to stop because they said, well, there must be something in this. Because we all have this Paul and John attitude that we do something because someone else does it. But he stood there for a long time and played. No one cared. They just walked right by. I know. I used to stop very much and I had a very good musician playing in the subway or in the street or somewhere. And I wondered sometimes, are these really concert performers who just stand here and want to practice (laughs) because they were so good? And maybe some of them were. Sometimes when you live in places, you cannot practice in those rooms because it disturbs your neighbor. So then they went out in the street to play. So there's lots of thoughts that have gone through that. So here I'll go into this again, that uh, there is a choice that you have. Stay in the comfort zone or yes, but. I had this woman just a couple of days ago, a wonderful person, also a very spiritual person, and she had just fallen onto the into the hole of yes, but. I don't even know how many times she said yes, but, 
but until I stopped it. Everything I said was, yes, but I can't, yes, but that it wouldn't work for her. She was totally against all principles that they had lived, she had lived with before, but she had had a physical, she was going through a physical challenge and went to doctors. And now, because of that surrounding, she got into the spell of doctors who told her what to do, and she wanted to get well and started to listen to them, and she didn't get well. She just got more and more theories from the medical people. You probably have that. You probably have that. Or now we have found, or we believe you have that. And, of course, nothing of that was right. And I said, there's only one solution for you now, and that is to use the power. And what is the power? The light. That healing power within you. You have it. It does not matter who you are. You are guided and taken to that healing power within you. If and when you have the wish, when you have the ultimate desire to get well, you will be guided and taken to that power all by itself. You don't need any remedy. All you have to do is just relax and imagine yourself in light, in white light or in green light, which is beautiful healing power, or in yellow light to activate Activate that I am power within you. Light. Let the light shine within you. It is your personal choice. Each time you say yes, but, you get into this habit of darkness. That is also a power. Mind you, if you have a pillar now, at the very base of that pillar, it is dark. And now you start to allow light to shine around you. And that darkness is beginning to light up and the color will come in of brown. And more light is coming on in. And now the color is red. And then goes up and up this pillar to red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and it's according to the vibration. The higher the vibration, the higher up this pillar goes with color. And way up high, you have the purple colors and you have the indigo. And now you have the white that is at the very, very top. And what is the white? Well, it's all colors together rotating at the highest of speed. And that is the God power. And you have that right within you at this very moment. And you should allow that one to shine right now. Make it your choice. I can even hear someone out there, ah, yes, but it doesn't work for me. Of course it works for you. Don't try to stay in this comfort zone of not so good things. If you're not happy where you are, move on. And I have mentioned this an awful lot during the last few days. I mentioned to everyone. And you know, it took me practically the whole lifetime to find out something that we see every day. Look at your body right now. Or you sit there, open your eyes and look forward on your body. Everything about you actually is pointing forward. Your eyes are looking forward. So you're going to look at things ahead of you. Don't turn backwards. 
And that's what I don't like about the old-fashioned psychology. Oh, we have to find a reason for that. I say, move on. Your eyes are directed forward. Your road is ahead of you. Walk it. So now you're moving forward. And you have a nose. Yeah. It's your instinct. You smell your way. You just can smell. It also means not only your instinct, it means you can smell the roses. You notice what is good around you. Enjoy this trip. And when you have, when you want to talk, talk forward. Talk out to you with positive message. Just move it on, 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 on. And now, your feet, they are direct, directed forward. Now your knees bend forward also. And when you pray and bend your legs to move forward, to pray, pray about something ahead of you, what you wish for, what you pray for, that is supposed to happen. Isn't this fantastic? This shows that we are a packet of consciousness as, as human beings. This is really deep, very, very deep stuff. We are consciousness. And that is what is reincarnated. We reincarnate. And we are here to improve our consciousness. And you out there who go for the untruth and the, the dishonor, is that what I should call it? And you who go for the dream. This is a consciousness that is not the natural consciousness for us human beings because we are meant to be in harmony with this highest good. Yes, we are meant to be in harmony with this highest good. Call it the light or call it God or the universe. It does not matter because the power doesn't care if you call it the light or God. It doesn't. But the power cares if you give that power negative energy because you will always be given in return what you send to this power. And if you do prayers with fear, you will multiply your fear and nothing good is going to come out. If you make a prayer prayer. I get so deep into my things here, I just cannot even talk. But if you do a prayer, if you say a prayer with negative things, it will just go back on you and charge you negatively. And that is why if there is something that needs to be solved. Say a prayer and make it good overall. Send light to the whole situation and let it all sort out itself. Because once you put the light into a situation, things will improve. Things will heal. And how can you not believe that? Because I tell you one thing. I have a hell of a lot of knowledge. And I think that because I lived a long life of experience. And I have done this one-on-one healing sessions, working on people's consciousness for several years and I believe now by this time probably by 50,000 individual one-on-one. That's a lot of experience and you collect a lot of wisdom when you live with open eyes and open ears and you see what's going on. 
And also, when you are on your path, guys, speak out. Because that's why you have been given a voice. So speak out and how to live your future. And now I ears, yeah, there are somehow formed to listen forward. Also, they are on our side, the side of our head, which means you are supposed to listen to everything around you. And listen good, because there is a lot of knowledge out there. Everything is knowledge if it's good and bad. Even to go through a bad knowledge, you know, a bad experience gives you knowledge. So in all this, there is a personal choice for you how to do things. So I want you to leave that just behind. And I remember Daniel, and he had some strange rash on his legs. It looked kind of interesting. And uh, uh, he, he showed me his legs. All this started way up. And you could see it very clear. There were like clouds, so like waves coming in, all in different colors. It looked really weird. And he said he'd gone to all doctors, and no one could figure out what it was. And I immediately checked on him and saw his pancreas. And his pancreas spoke to me and said, he drinks coffee. I hate coffee. I hate coffee. Every drop of coffee I hate. And somehow that was what the message had been sent out. The pancreas had sent out that message to his body. And the body received it in the form of those funny patterns on his legs. Now I told him that. And it said to me, Yes, that's good. Yes, but I love coffee. I'm not going to give up coffee. And I said, well, and those, what you see on your legs, it's going to get worse and worse. God knows where it's going to end because your pancreas hates coffee. And we start to send this all over the body. And maybe this is already inside of your body. And it's not come to the point that it shows you in a place where you don't have to be too ashamed. Wait till it comes up over your face. And now he got scared. And he actually said, yes, and I'm going to give it a chance. And he did for several weeks. And it disappeared. So he believed me. Now one thing with your body. When you want to get rid of some residues from something that your body doesn't like or an organ doesn't like, rather, it takes at least two weeks just for the organ to react. So know whatever you do with your body, if it's a substance you take into your body or something, you have to give it at least a chance of two weeks to see any kind of effect usually even more, because now you have to build up the effect of it before it shows in your body or on your body. So give whatever you're taking of the good some chance. And two weeks is nothing because the body really has to build up itself. I would say for him, I don't know if he drinks coffee again and how it is, it disappeared then, and maybe it's come back and it stopped again. But, big but, if you now stay away for, from a substance you haven't taken for a long time, it will heal your body, and you can take it again. I couldn't eat carrots for a long time. I fell asleep almost like I'd taken the drug. It, it was just like, I fell asleep one hour after eating the carrot. I fell asleep and I could not wake up. It was just like a drug. And I soon found out what it was, why I was that way. So I stopped eating carrots probably for one or two years. 
And then I could eat carrots. Now I can eat carrots again. I'm not particularly fond of carrots unless I cook them my way, which is to brown them with butter and, you know, flour, making a thing that, and it's absolutely delicious, but that's not very good for you. So I don't use that method of eating carrots. But you can eat carrots in many ways. And it's a very, very good way to have it. Also to improve your skin color, to make it a little bit more healthy looking. And if you have like a white cockatiel or cockatoo, what are they called? You give them carrots, they will start to turn orange if you give them that. So um, then I have another question that came in just uh, recently. And uh, that is from Laurie Michelle. And Laura Michelle, you're so nice. You send me Christmas cards. And I love Christmas cards. You know, we don't send Christmas cards anymore. I always buy Christmas cards cards when I'm in Europe in the late fall because they're so different and they have a different print in them and so on. And then I never send them. And I, I get very few Christmas cards nowadays. I used to get, like, packs, you know, of them. Now that's gone because we don't do that anymore. It's, it's a lot of work to sit and address them by hand and, and so on. So um, it's almost dying out. So we get electronic Christmas cards, and I love those too. I still like those old-fashioned Christmas cards I can put up around the house and show everyone. But anyway, so Laura Michelle has the question here which I find very interesting also. Do, uh, if people uh, go on to live another lifetime, meaning do when people reincarnate, do your pets or do our pets go on to live another lifetime too? And do they return as the same type of pets they were before? And then she keeps on saying here, I had five special pets until I was 21. There were two ducks and my dog and my turtle and parakeets. And they all have lovely names like Brownie, you know, and Frisky and so on. And sunshine for a parakeet, that's really nice. Did they return to live again as the same type of animals they were before? I have always been curious about this and wanted to know the answer. Thank you. And I thank you, Laura Michelle. This is such a good question. And I've checked on, you know, work with animals. And in my book, you have, if you haven't read my book, The White Light, I really urge you to, to read it. The White Light, a limitless reality. It has won awards. It has been bestseller on Amazon.com, international bestseller, which is nice. Uh, and I was surprised, particularly Germany and England. Germany was probably the biggest, uh, you know, in the world uh, outside of the English-speaking territory. So uh, the white light, a limitless reality. You have so much in that book. Please, please read it. And then don't lend it out to others because you need to keep this one on your bedside table and read it when you can. Just like the Bible, when something kind of, we have a doubt about something, just open the page somewhere and you will have something that hit you and that will be the right thing at that time. So anyway, do our pets reincarnate? Everything is consciousness. And pets are of a higher consciousness because they are bilingual, so to speak. Um, they speak their language and they do understand our language. And they, I'm sure they speak language between, between other animals also. They are very aware of life. I would say more aware than some people I know. Excuse me for that. But animals who live with us are smart. Sometimes you might have an animal who isn't that smart, 
but our animals are underestimated. And yes, they reincarnate into another dog, not necessarily the same breed as I have seen it. Because, uh, and you see that in my book also, I have worked with dogs and they have come back as different breeds. I have one man who actually went into prayer to get his, the soul of his dog back because he just couldn't handle being without him. He buried his dog in the garden. And once he started to, to pray, a blue plant that he hadn't planted that started to grow on the grave of his dog. A beautiful blue flower. He didn't know what it was. It doesn't mean it was some flower that nowhere had seen before. He just said he didn't know what kind of flower that was. And then he sat by the grave and said, I want you to come back to me. And he went out to buy a puppy dog sometime later. And he swore that those two dogs were so similar. They had the same likes and dislikes. They acted the same way in so many ways. And there was no DNA connection between them physically, but for evidently spiritual DNA. So I think, yes, that works. I'm not sure that all these caged animals that are used, you know, I call them commercial factory animals, poor things, that they get much of of a consciousness except for, you know, the same where they were and they would reincarnate into that too. However, among those, you always have one or the other that who has the highest consciousness. And I see that also you know, here outside where in Sarasota, there are lots of fields full of cattle, and they don't belong to farmers that go out and milk them, which many people believe. They are simply animals or, or cattle. They're ster- you know, they're being sterilized or they're fixed somehow. You can see that too. But people who drive by, they don't know that. They don't look. They don't think that far. And those animals that are just have been just loaded there for some time till they find room for them in the slaughterhouse. And I see among them there are some that are different who are not standing in the flock but they try to get out of those fences one way or the other too. And they used to have in one of the fields they used to have a I suppose the, the landowner had a pet pig who also lived there. And that pet pig ran around and among the cattle and how there was always one that started to be with that pig because pig likes company. Pigs are very smart animals. You shouldn't eat pigs at all because they're so smart. And uh, anyway, I'm sure that pig reincarnated into you know, a, a higher consciousness because the idea is that we should reincarnate into more and more. So uh, our pets, I believe, birds, birds are so underestimated. So the bird uh, that you had, if you had this bird as a pet and you talked to the, to, to the bird and taught the pet to speak and say words or sing poems, certain songs and so on, I'm sure that one reincarnated also. And if it had come to a higher level, it would reincarnate into a bigger bird and smarter bird, and this is how it goes on and on and on. Eventually, and that is not what I have figured out because everything I'm seeing uh, is experience for me. Everything I experience it's knowledge for me. Everything that I do in my work just goes into my bank of knowledge, into my memory bank, and there it sits. And I know and I learn more and more and more. We are supposed to learn. 
and we are learning only through an open mind. And that is what I tell you now. If you have doubt about your politics, start to open your mind. You will see the truth more easily. Because it's not until you have an open mind that you will understand what truth is and what honor is. And you will actually love that process. And how do you open your mind? It means that you will dare get out of your regular thought. I have met many people who, who have kind of criticized what I feel and do and, you know, my so-called belief. And they usually say, but this is the way I was brought up and I'm going to stay with that. My mother believed this way. My father did and my grandmother did. And they brought me up this way and I'm going to stay this way. That is not an open mind. Someone said the other day, you know, the past is history and the future is is a mystery. But how can the future be a mystery for you when you stay in the past? And then the now. What is the now? Well, that is what you can do something with. And that is why it's called the present. So I just made a little silence as you can think about it, that your past is your history. That's where you came from. I came from a very open-minded family. But I know before them, They were not necessarily open-minded somewhere back. (laughs) How could they have been, you know? History, the history we have here on Earth is very much of a restriction. We lived in boxed beliefs. Or cities were boxed in into certain societies and we had to think and behave a certain way. In the old days, each village had their own law and concept and I feel now the world is opening up and I heard someone else say the other day oh everything started to become problematic when we mix in other countries and we become global well it's just the way the world is wait till we start to move away from this planet into the universe and the day will come when we have to do that Because, and I think we have to speed up getting those spaceships going for us because we are messing up this planet right now very, very much. So anyway, so everything is consciousness. And now begin to relax because I promised you the meditation. And when you hear music in my meditations, it's with the kind permission of Stephen Alpen, my www, my inner inner peace music, com, And you relax now and relax and relax. And know that within you there is the place called I am. I am, I am the light. And I am Helena Steiner's horns. I'm speaking to you. Again, Helena Steiner Einstein. My website is speaking to your heart or activate A-C-T-I-V-A-L-E dot com. Activate dot com. You can write it down because we haven't even started. I just want you to calm down a little bit. And make sure that you write down how to reach me. And my email is Dr. Helena Info, Dr. Helena Info, short for information, at yahoo.com. 
gmail.com. And now you stretch out, stretch your arm any way you want, and stretch your legs any way you want. And now you feel you are in the present time, surrounded by love and light. And you are so relaxed. And you relax your whole body, starting with your feet and the feeling of security and being safe goes through from your feet, from your feet up your legs, through your knees, into your thighs and into your body. You relax more and more and more and more and more. Yes, within you. There is a power called I am the light. And it lives within you right now. Imagine a rotating warmth in your chest area. And how it shines. Because this is your shiny light right in your chest area. And you breathe in. And you breathe out. And you breathe in loving feeling from your world. Because there is a world around you of love and light. And there is a world within you of love and light. And now you relax and relax. And you imagine yourself far, far away in a beautiful garden. And it is daytime. You feel so well connected. So very, very well connected to this energy around you. And within you, at the same time, you still see some stars up in the sky. And the stars are glittering. And they are strong somehow. They are your stars. They begin to send your little, little rays of light. You can see those little rays of light going through the sky. And now they come to you. One ray is coming to your head and is entering your head. One ray to your left shoulder and is spreading out over your shoulders into your chest and into your back. And one other ray is coming over your right shoulder and goes in through your body. And now more rays are coming down. One big ray is coming to your chest area and entering your chest. And you feel how it's rotating. More and more light is now coming down over you. The light is expanding and growing and growing. You feel it coming over you. You love this light. Beautiful. And it goes in through you into your organs, into your liver. The liver, your liver, is receiving light. And I'm saying clear, clear, to brush away any kind of negativity that sits in your liver because livers have a way to attract that. And we are now throwing away the dark 
that had accommodated or found an accommodation in your liver. Clean, clear, and now your liver shines with beautiful, shiny light. And you take a deep breath in and just see how you feel better, how you are so much more powerful right now because your body has received all that light within you. And now, in your God, you begin to walk and look around you. You see beautiful clouds, all colors. You walk right up to one flower. Pinkish, and you now pick it up, and you feel a strong, strong connection with that power. You are so in tune now. Yes, you are so in harmony, and you almost feel. How that flower is shining. And now you discover one more flower. It's so big and it's all white with a yellow center. And you take that to your chest and feel connected to something big and better that is out there for you of good success and good health. And suddenly, you feel this big, big ray of light coming down over you. And you take in all that energy and how you love that energy. Because the light is your best. You know that now. The light shines within you. The light shines around you. And I'm saying clear, clear. And we're brushing away all old residues or blockages. And now we are going to say, yes, and I am wonderful. Yes, and I have a good, healthy future in front of me. And yes, and I'm going to have happy thoughts for me from now on. I am child of the night. And you'll feel more and more and more relaxed. You are absolutely in heart. Yes, you are now in harmony with you, with your energy center, with your chakra of love and light. You feel safe and secure about you. And you have now begun a new life. But everything is yes, and I have all the possibilities ahead of me. So when we now come to seven, you are to open your eyes again. Number one, number two, number three. The light is shining within you, and it makes you feel so happy. And so powerful, so powerful beyond measure. I am the light. One, two, three, four, five. How you love the light. And now you just know that you are moving forward one step after the other. And now one, two, three, four, five, six. 
Sunday, you are now on the way with open eyes, and you are now forgetting your limitations. You are moving forward. You are looking forward. You know your good fortune is ahead of you. And it makes you smart, makes you feel grateful, so very, very grateful. And now, thank you very much. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You open your eyes again. This is the beautiful world. This is the wonderful planet. Take good care of it. Take good care of your planet Earth and take good care of yourself and those around you. Thank you so very much. This is Helena Steiner Holstein at www.speakingtoyourheart.com or www.activale.com or the old website, Body connection, which is the one that attracts the most people. <laughs> and my email again is dr for Dr. Helena, my first name, info short for information. Dr. Helena, info at yahoo.com. Thank you so very much, everyone, for being with me today. And I hear you next time. Thank you so much. And when I say I hear you, because I receive your energy when I talk like this. I can hear you out there. And you will hear me, of course. Bye-bye, everyone. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.